Hi, I'm Tim Tuffo. This is an Orange and Blue Thing podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to It's an Orange and Blue Thing, Episode 8. I'm Brian Ernie, that's Darren Mean, and thanks for hopping on board with us on this February 16th. February 16th already, geez. Evening, uh, we appreciate it. If you're watching on Facebook Live, do us a favor, click that share link and put us in your friend's timelines. Help us spread the word about the show. If you come to us from iTunes or SoundCloud, thanks for downloading the program. Please share it with your friends. If you're on an Apple device, please rate it, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Darren Meenan, we are underway at spring training. Yeah, we've been doing the countdown every week. You know, how many days left until pitchers and catchers report, and it's here. It started. So the guys got to camp a couple days ago. I think the official date for the position players is tomorrow. So, um, you know, a lot of the guys are already there, but I think, like, the, the, the date that you absolutely have to be there by is tomorrow. Yeah. So if you want to be, like... Just on time, you show up tomorrow, but I think, I think pretty Reyes much everyone's like, there. I think Reyes was like just on time. Yeah, but he's been like killing it all, se- all off season. so um, I'm not too worried about his shape, you know? So yeah, um, what's going on? A couple days ago, Valentine's Day, any lovebirds out there watching? Um, you do anything? No, man, you know, we got, the, we got an almost four-month-old at home, so we just like hung out, threw on TV, watched a movie. Oh, speaking of movies, well, before that, did you guys do anything? You get to it's tough too. Like our daughter is almost two, so we actually did bring her out. There's a, a place here in, in nearby in Patchogue that's mm-hmm. like a, a nice, quiet spot. So we went there for dinner, and she's usually like really good at that restaurant for whatever reason. So we went there. We were home by like six thirty, yeah. so it's like a nice, quiet night. But last night, my wife and I went out, so we like celebrated our own Valentine's Day last night. So we don't really get too big into Valentine's Day. I feel like I think I said something to her a couple years ago as a joke. I was like, "Hey, we're married now. Valentine's Day is over," you know. Um, I don't think you need a special day to appreciate your loved one, but whatever. It's I didn't. I didn't post one of those like mushy Instagram. I did like late at night, and it was like to kind of like bash Valentine's Day. It was like we don't I, need a special day. I love my wife every day. So it was like something like that. Whatever. I like. I like the principle of it because it feels like all right. You know, people bash monogamy sometimes, and like I don't feel like you're trapped once you're married. I think you end up just like if you're happy, like choosing that person every single day, and I think that's romantic. But at the same time. Like, I'm not in the sh- into the show, man. The show for show's sake. Right, know? yeah, you don't post too much like that stuff. But, yeah, yeah. before we get too deep into this, let's cheers just, each other, man. Let's get this me, show yeah. started. Yeah. And we're drinking beer again. We are. I worked out for, like, a week. <laughs> but you know what? I've been so busy in the warehouse. Like, I can't – I don't have time to go to the gym. So, back on the beer. And we started a new kid, actually, at the warehouse today. we got a new guy working. Shout out to Devin. Um, PJ's moving on in the world. He's got a full-time job elsewhere, so we, we actually found a kid. He started today. He's not officially hired yet, but he's starting, so we'll, we'll see if he pans out. But anyway, you were talking about movies? Yeah, I started a firestorm on Twitter by accident the other day, um, and I listed my top five favorite baseball movies of all time, which I realized might not be my top five favorite baseball movies of all time because I forgot. There's like, too many, I think, to pick a top five. What What would yours be if, if we had I read that? yours, and I didn't really, like, try to rate it. I don't know if, like, Rookie of the Year was on there and, like, it was in the outfield. Really? Nah. So, like, I, one of my favorites is uh, A League of Their Own. Yeah. It's not men's baseball, but it's baseball. I love that movie. And it's a great movie, and I, I, I my League of Their Own is up there for me. Yeah. Um, I went on, like, one of my first dates to uh, <laughs> A League of Their Own. It wasn't really a date. I was 11 years old, but I remember, like, I went to that movie with a girl, so I guess it was a date. That's a date. Yeah. My first date was uh, The Mask of Zorro. Did you get? Did you? What did you get? A kiss at the end, or no? I was too nervous. I was too nervous, <laughs> and we were like with her friends too. So it was what year was that? Nineteen ninety-eight. So you were like what? Fourteen. I was just about to turn fourteen. It was my my girlfriend. We had the, and my high school girlfriend. We had the same birthday, so it was like her birthday party. And I was, and everybody's like waiting for me to kiss her and like watch. It's like weird. Kids are so weird. Dude, my first kiss was spin the bottle. We, dude, we would. Um, have parties at my friend's house totally unsupervised I'm like sixth grade in the basement apartment of the parents' house. It was so sketchy. I don't know how it was even like allowed that no one even popped in to check in on us. Oh, but yeah, that was my first kiss back in the day. But anyway, we're totally getting off the topic here, which is Mets stuff, but whatever. First kiss, 
dates to movies, baseball movies. But like, do you have a top baseball movie? Like a, your top, favorite? My favorite bit, my favorite movie period is Field of Dreams. All right. Just because I, I have a like a very very close relationship with my dad and baseball and the all they intertwine and that's my favorite. My parents watch Major League every year before the baseball season starts. They like do a date and they they make popcorn and like have hot dogs for dinner and like. And they watch Major League. Even though it's not a baseball movie, my wife and I, I think it was on every Thanksgiving Eve or every Christmas Eve, I don't know, one of those Eves, we would watch Last Play at Shea. Oh, cool. That's so cool. it's not technically a baseball movie because it's really about like Billy Joel and whatever, but there's so much like Shea history in that. So if anyone watching this hasn't seen it and you're looking for something to watch, Last Play at Shea is really good. Did you go to any of those Billy Joel Dude, I was, bar- I was bartending at the time and I'm so disappointed. I'm just, it's like one of the, my... Biggest regrets about Shea Stadium. I used to go to so many games, but like I missed those concerts. Same. And I could have just totally taken off if I if I tried. I mean, it was yeah. tough to get shifts covered. I was working at a bar in Hampton Bays, and it's summer. You know, you'd make like really good money. Mm-hmm. So I would have, I should have taken off and went to that, but I, I missed it. It's but. actually really funny because my, my that was the summer I started dating my wife, and she was she's a, I've mentioned before she's a Yankees fan. So she was sitting in the Mez, so she had never felt Shea rock. Yeah. And, you know, that that was uh, that one of those nights. And, oh, it was the night, it was the second night that Paul McCartney was there. So, like, the place became unglued. And she's like, oh, my God, I felt so unsafe. I'm like, yeah, that's part of the charm of being at Shea Stadium is feeling unsafe. Do you ever take a girl to, to a Mets date? I know that, like... Our outings, like, there always seem to be, like, potential dates. Yeah, dude, the the outings are basically, like, the dating game in real life. I feel like that. When we were first talking about doing this show, we actually alluded to the fact that we should do an episode where it's, like, a dating show episode, which I think we should still do. But I think going to a game with a girl is, is, it's definitely, if you're not really, like, dating yet, it's a great way to, like, test the waters. Like, how does, especially for guys like us that are so infatuated with baseball, if they can't hang at a baseball game, then, like, get rid of them. Dude, I had the worst first date of my life at Shea Stadium. It was so bad. So, like, I did that. I, okay, well... In fairness, so I've, I've mentioned before. See, I would, like, we, talk, we kind of talked about this before going oh, live. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I'm not talking about any date stuff. I'm married now. My wife's upstairs. I'm not trying to get in trouble. But I can tell this story. Hey, fire away. You want to get... <laughs> it's, she, my wife doesn't care because it's the worst date I've ever been on. Uh, I, I, I was at Mulcahy's which would, when they had the location in Center Reach. And I, it was we had the ticket plan, but my dad had moved to Florida. So we still had the ticket plan. But I was going to the games with like my buddies or whatever. So I didn't have anybody to go with that it was like a Sunday plan. So I was going Sunday morning. And I'm okay. He's out on Saturday night. And I'm, you know, getting loaded pretty much. <laughs> and, I, you know, you meet a girl and she's like, oh, what are you, you know, what are you doing this weekend? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to the Mets game tomorrow. I got to be up early to go to the Mets game. But I don't have anybody to go with. So I, got, I'm, I think I'm just going to go by myself. She's like, I'll go with you. Okay, guys, it's at this point. At what's it about one forty-five in the morning? That that's not a good idea. If you <laughs> no, ever had that, idea. no, it is not because then you'll realize at ten thirty in the morning when you're sober and on your way to Queens from Suffolk County that you a met this girl eight hours ago. B were drunk when you met her and maybe not as compatible as you thought you were. <laughs> and C you're now locked into like a seven-hour date and you're seeing her in the daylight, not Mulcahy. She was cute, <laughs> but she was like. <laughs> not a great date, and I'm sorry, I don't even remember your name, but I'm sure you're not watching this, but that was the worst date of my fucking life, I I'll, have to tell you. I want to pull something up here, because we were just talking about Shay with Last Play at Shay and stuff like that. 1973, a guy named Tug had a battle cry for the Mets. You gotta believe. You gotta believe what turned into this phenomenon, freaking Mets slogan, and it's still popular today. So a couple days ago, one of the Phillies beat writers was down there, wherever the hell that they they train. Clearwater. Clearwater. Shows how much I care about the Phillies. <laughs> uh, and they rebranded their hallways with this. If you're listening to this afterwards, it's photos of the hallway with, you gotta believe, it says Tug McGraw with photos of Tug on one side and uh, first Howard. baseman Ryan Howard on the other side. You gotta believe this is such a freaking travesty. I can't believe that they actually put this up there. Now it just goes to show that the Phillies are also rooting for the Mets this year. So I whipped up this little reply to them. And it says, you got to believe with Tug the way it should be. So I can't believe that the Phillies are trying to, you know, get in on 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 the Mets slogan. Everyone knows that's a Mets thing. I mean, people always use believe. Believe is a big thing all around sports. Fly, not flyers, posters, signs, whatever. Believe. Believe is a great thing. 
PMA, positive mental attitude, believe in yourself, believe in your team. But you got to believe is the Mets. It's the Mets. It's the Mets. It's so stupid. I don't know why the Phillies try to co-op this because when they – Whoever won, made the final say on that should be fired. It's so ridiculous and, and it's fine. Like the Phillies haven't – Obviously, the Phillies have kind of a checkered history. You know, they uh, were most at, losses in professional right. sports, but they have the same two world championships we do. In 1980, <laughs> they had uh, a great run um, and and won a great World Series. And obviously, we know in 2008 that was the culmination of. Obviously, we were the um, we were like at the victims in that in the 2007 2008 Phillies story. But it was a great story for them. I mean, if you were a Phillies fan, it doesn't really get much better than come back from on the biggest collapse. And the Phillies had the biggest collapse before that. So they they redeem themselves, win the division. Then the next year, they go and win it all. Then the next year, they're in the World Series again. I don't know why they have to try to co-op this. Because, like, Tugger played for the Phillies, too. I get it. But it, you got to believe it's a Mets thing. I don't you, get it. You know what it is? I think maybe someone got a job there that doesn't really have as much history behind their under their belt with the team and the, and the NL East and everything that's going on with the Mets saying you got to believe forever. You know, it's still something that's said today, every day. I got to tell um, you, though, this but, isn't an isolated incident for them because they've done this before. Um, I've noticed throughout, the, like, the 2000s and stuff that they've sometimes used Tugger's role as, like, a kind of a, like, to, to try to push you got to believe in there. It's not a Phillies thing. It's just not. And I saw Phillies fans responding to Mets. They thought it tweets. was. But it's you know, not. a lot of people don't have the history. That, like, that was a 1973 Mets thing. Right. And he wasn't on the Phillies until, like, 75 or something like that. So this is a Mets thing. And just yeah, get, get some paint and, and start over. Get You know, that's that's horrible. But moving right along to our post of the week. Brian's going to go first here. What do you got, Brian? I love it. So this is from at Mets City. They did a nice little um, graphic of uh, Noah's quote here, and it's very interesting. It says, Noah says, a lot of people post stupid videos of themselves working out over the offseason. I'm just not do- I'm not just doing curls for girls. I love this because I'm a guy who's in the gym a lot, and I – his broad like, shoulders over here. And my broad shoulder. <laughs> and, like, I just uh, – the, the, the gym selfie. I took one gym selfie my whole life. It posted, like, three weeks ago. It's they're the dumbest things in the world. You don't want to see me work out. Let's assume that, like, you don't want to see the hour that I put in at the gym. Of, I like, like what, I like seeing the through. videos of the guys working out, though. Like, you know – You want not, you want to see me work out? Yeah. Dude, not you. But I get excited to see, like, Reyes oh, okay. all offseason working out. I mean, so – you know, I think that you said this was maybe like a diss at uh, Bryce Harper. I think it's, I think it's like a direct diss at Bryce Harper. Yeah, but dude, it's like Cespedes videos are posted of him working out. Reyes all the time. So it's almost like he's throwing his teammates under the bus a little bit as well. But like, whatever. I think just like the... the... I, I think it's a veiled Bryce thing. Because Bryce had that deadlift video go like kind of viral and MLB tweet, retweeted it out and all this stuff. Of his horrible form, 500-pound deadlift, like nice curl in your back. Bryce, good job. <laughs> yeah, way to hurt hurt yourself. Hurt your lower back, right? You know, right before the season. That'd, that'd be a good idea. Good form. I, th- I think the I, I think the, the reason why this kind of came out, though, is maybe someone asked him, like, you know, how did you gain this 17 pounds of yeah, muscle sure. during the offseason eating his bowl of doom or whatever? So I guess he was basically – his response was, you know, I've been working out all season, all offseason, but I didn't show you I guys until show now. But – I don't really think that him putting on this much weight is a, is a good thing. People are excited that he just looks like a monster now. Mm-hmm. But what have you ever seen a pitcher this big? Um, you know, it depends. So he's got such a big frame, size. I mean, heavy wise. I mean, some a lot of guys. You know, Harvey said when he came back from his his first surgery um, that he thought that the most dominant pitchers in the game had a little bit of extra weight behind them. So if you notice, he gained weight. It wasn't like. He wasn't like fat, but he wasn't. Right. He didn't gain like muscle weight. He was just like a little bit heavier. Maybe he had a little bit more velocity and force behind his tosses. But I don't think that. Who knows? You know, like yeah. if he's lights out, more power to him. But his quote was, "I want to throw harder." He doesn't really need to throw harder. Um, his arm already had issues last year with the bone spurs. Hopefully, that's all behind us. But it, it's just, I don't think that he really needed to do this. It's great. It's great for the story. It's great for his. Thor persona and him just being a powerful beast out there, but I don't know if it's really necessary. I'm just a little nervous, to be I, honest. I think everybody's nervous in general about the arms because that's we're going to go as far far as the arms take us, but this is the reality of the situation. Every player is different. Um, if you think back to one of the best pitchers of our generation, Pedro Martinez, the knock on him was always that he wasn't going to be durable enough because he was too skinny, he was too frail. Um, Noah's got this big frame, and, and I don't... I'm not worried about that. You got to remember too. A lot of people forget that 
weight gain and weight loss or whatever, those are big stories when there's nothing else to write about. And as these guys, you know, in the offseason, all they do is weight train and they diet and they exercise. And they're Not eating. everyone. Tahada well, would always show up like 20 pounds overweight. That's true. Poor Ruben. <laughs> but, you know, they're eating their home cooking, they're eating their meal planning and all this stuff. Once they get on the road and they're playing and they're not maybe as religiously getting their workouts in because they're not really, you know, you're not really supposed to go crazy at the gym and all this stuff. You still have to, you're, you're it's just a different kind of regimen. Uh, these guys lose some of that muscle they put on. They put on a little weight because they're eating out all the time and there's, it's water weight or whatever. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go crazy. No, I don't think he needs to throw harder. Um, I think he needs to stay healthy, but whatever. I mean, you got to remember a lot of this stuff for these guys is branding. Yeah. I mean, I'm just a little nervous to begin with. I mean, health is an, is obviously key here, and it's already came out that Wheeler's elbow is bothering him, you know, and it's yeah. and we've just been trained as Mets fans to always be told, like, oh, don't worry about it, and then, like, two days later, you hear out for the season. Sure. So, you know, it's too early to say, you know, what's going on with Wheeler, but I'm just crossing my fingers because this this – Starting rotation is going to be freaking bananas. I'm just excited to see what happens. So as you can see, my post of the week sparking a huge conversation. <laughs> and again, uh, who posted this? Mets City at Mets C-I-T-I. I don't really know who runs that account, but it's uh, they post some good stuff. So definitely check them out. So um, my post of the week is a funny one from uh, a girl named Shannon, who I don't know if you've ever met Shannon. I she, do. I have. I love Shannon. She lives in Florida now. Her Twitter handle is at Miss underscore Met. And um, I think she works for the Marlins now. So. Yep. Which has got to be tough. Last few as, seasons. Yeah, as like a dire Mets fan, it's got to be tough to work for the Marlins. But uh, she posted a photo on the day that pitches and catches reported of all, I guess it's like school photos of the guys. Yeah. So it's Harvey, Syndergaard, DeGrom, and Mats. And I just thought it was funny. So we, we try to highlight funny stuff that, that happens in Mets land. But I showed this to Brian before the show. And he's like, you know what? We don't want the guys, if, they, if any of the guys watch the show, we don't want the guys to think we're poking fun at their, their childhood photos. So if you follow our account on Twitter, Orange Blue Thing, we posted photos of ourselves as kids as well. So we'll pop them up here just to, to kind of poke fun at ourselves. And I didn't realize that you were actually <laughs> a character in, what's that movie? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Oh <laughs> Brian already looks straight at Harry Potter. I've never seen Harry Potter. And that's me on the right. So if, you want, if you're listening to this afterwards on iTunes or SoundCloud, you care about what we look like when we were kids, you can definitely uh, go check that out. So that's that's Brian and I as kids. We weren't always strapping men as, as we right. are now. We were also in that awkward stage. Um, yeah, so... Uh, so bad. How old were you in that picture? I don't know. Maybe like sixth seventh grade something yeah like that. that was my that, i think that was my eighth grade picture and it's just it's just ridiculous it's the most ridiculous i thing. went to catholic school i would I, have, I would have never graduated school if i didn't go to catholic school i, I was such a bad student that like you couldn't cut class yeah. i mean obviously you're not cutting class in sixth grade but like i went to catholic high school as well like you can't cut class they take attendance every class yeah. you know my buddies like shoemaker and all them went to went to public school so um yeah i was a catholic school uh student but that's great I'm thankful for it. That's where I learned how to make t-shirts. That's the reason why we're sitting in the basement right now. So there you go. Moving right along to our files of the week, something we do each week, and um, just people that we recommend that you follow. So I'm going to go first here. I'm going to switch this. Sorry. Title was wrong. Um, her name is Alejandra Villa. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. She's a photographer, and this is her Instagram account. It's what I see. W-H-A-T-E-Y-E-S-E-E-E. There's an extra E on the end of there. So... What she does is, I'm pretty sure she may, might be a freelancer, but I think she also does work for Newsday. So while there's a ton of photographers down there that cover the team, she does it quite a bit differently. I, I'm into photography. I, I'm an amateur photographer. I like to shoot photos when I can. And I just really like her perspective on the shots. It's not really just about being a sports photographer. She tries to find a different angle, a different eye, where it's more like art. Yeah. So I got a couple examples here. If you're listening afterwards, pop over to our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash the seven line. Check out the replay of the show. So if you see some examples here, just like headshots, David Wright. I mean, there's photos of the guys everywhere, but these are just different. Nice black and white silhouettes. I love, I love that Syndergaard picture. Yeah, Syndergaard photo. I think it's from last year. She only got down there a couple days ago. But if you follow her account now, again, it's what I see with an extra E on the end. Check her out. And um, she posts some stuff really interesting. I think like every day she'll be down there spring training. So I definitely recommend following her. And I think this is like her third year going down there. That's cool. And um, I met her a couple years ago. Super nice girl. She's also at City Field. She's she's um, a brunette girl. She's 
relative. I don't know how tall she is, but she always has like five cameras on on her. Oh shoulders. yeah, I know who she you is. You may have seen her before. No, so I definitely know who she is. Really, really, really interesting stuff. And like when she's not covering baseball, she's she's just doing other really interesting stuff. So definitely give her a follow. And um, we're gonna move her along to Brian's here. All right, as we as Darren gets mine queued up, don't forget if you are waiting around for the home run apple beanie, we haven't done it yet, but it's coming at some point. Yeah, guys, I found a box of beanies that uh, we were supposed to sell. We were going to do like a pop-up shop randomly mm-hmm. during the off-season, and it never happened. So I have 72 hats that are going to be for sale really soon. And if you're watching this, that's going to be the only way that you're going to find out about it. So stay tuned for that. Keep watching. We're not going to post the information anywhere else. So if you're listening to this afterwards, the hats are definitely sold out by now. But that's incentive to watch the show live on Thursday nights because we're going to do stuff like this all season. You never know what you're going to get on an orange and blue thing. So with my follow of the week, uh, this is somebody who I actually, I've never met her. But um, obviously it's somebody that is uh, related to someone near and dear to our hearts. It's Alyssa Rose, uh, Howie Rose's 27-year-old daughter. Um, Her handle is at ly. S S S S. I think those are four S's. A Jade J A D E. Um, Alyssa is right now doing a podcast for Barstool Sports called Swipe Drunk Love. Um, there was just a really good article on her um, on the New York Post uh, two days ago on Valentine's Day. She does dating advice. She kind of fuses it with obviously a sports background. Um, kind of a totally different way that she's kind of getting into the business, obviously, than Howie is. So, um, and I, and we were talking about before we went on the air that it's so cool that she obviously has a famous father. She's uh, like, people follow her, you know, she's got over 6,000 Twitter followers, but she's still real. There's, there's nothing held back about what she puts out. No holds barred approach for sure. And I like that about her too. I've never met her either. We were going to actually link up on doing some kind of tailgate um, video last year. It didn't work out, so definitely we'll try to do that this coming season. But Should have her on the show. Yeah, sure. But I like that the way that her Twitter feed or the way she writes is definitely no-holds-barred approach. And, like, obviously you have a famous dad and people, um, you know, hold Howie in a very high regard. But the way that she writes, I think that's – it's not, like, to piss her dad off, but she's just being, like, a real girl that we would get along with. And I think that it's great that she – doesn't have a filter on the internet so she's forging her own keep it up forging her own path with her own voice and i love that so uh check out uh Alyssa on twitter and that is my follow of the week yeah and again it's uh at ly i think a bunch of s's l-y-s-s-s-s-a-j-a-d-e-d-e <laughs> sorry about that Alyssa. but yeah go check her out um moving right along here to the clip of the week something we do each week nothing really happened this week that we wanted to highlight uh, with our crew and we were going to pull some stuff off the internet, but like you've already seen that and that's not, we're not trying to like rehash the same news that you may have seen somewhere else. That's not what, what we're trying to do. You don't need to see another Matt Harvey press conference or a Terry Collins Yeah, you've already seen that stuff. So we're trying to like highlight stuff that happens uh, that you may not have seen throughout the week, but nothing really happened with us this week. So once the season gets started, we're going to highlight different maybe uh, outing things or tailgate stuff or whatever. We might even do like some pre-recorded skit type stuff or whatever. We might do a few things at the ballpark that we'll play here. But now we're going to hit the vault. And uh, this is a, a funny clip that was from opening day 2015. It wasn't actually an outing, but we rented a couple buses from City Field and went down to Citizens, uh, not Citizens Bank Park, to Nationals Park for Bartolo against Scherzer. And everyone was like freaking out. Like, that was when, before Bartolo was like beloved in right. the fan base. Oh, when like, oh. he was the opening day starter. It's like, I know that's their yeah, cheap, Twitter like lost their shit. Like, oh my God, Bartolo's going to be the starter on opening day. What are they thinking? And he actually won. So, Do you remember who got the save that day? Um,. It was going to be uh, Mejia, and then he got hurt. So I, don't, I can't remember. Oh, shit. Oh, don't tell me. Um, I don't know. Buddy Carlisle. Oh, yeah. Buddy Carlisle. Buddy Carlisle say. locked it down that So day. on the way down, this kind of turned into a tradition on this day. This was the first day this ever happened. We do what's called cooler races on the bus. So if you're watching this now and you've never joined us, at an outing on the bus, not every bus is like this. So we're not trying to deter you. If you're not, if this isn't your style of hanging out, there are family buses. So this is the party bus. No! 
GoPro on the inside. Yeah, so that's our buddy Shoemaker. Um, my best man in my wedding. So that was Shoe getting his run in. So basically what you got to do, you start at one side of the bus, you get counted down, you run to the end, you slam a beer, and you run back. But there are coolers all throughout the lane. Yeah. Do you have to hop them or can you go on top of them? You do whatever you want. So like Tezza has like a big hole in the cooler now from a cooler race. So it's just a fun way to uh, break the ice a little bit before we get to wherever the hell we're going. But... Shoe is a great sport, and he, he definitely was going for it. If you watch the video, he was, like, diving across the top yeah, and everything. Yeah, he dove through the finish line. I like that. You got to push forward. Yeah. So our first um, our first uh, bus trip of the year will be April 29th going down to D.C. for the game. We're going to have buses. We haven't really announced the details yet about that, but there will be buses that have activities like this on it and then quiet buses. So if you are traveling with your, you know, your parents or your kids or whatever and you want to be on the quiet bus – Definitely don't go on the bus with uh, the maniacs. So, yeah, it's, it's totally your call. Um, so moving right along, what we do each week, we put up a poll, usually on Monday morning. We try to come up with a hypothetical question or an actual question that we think you guys might be interested in. And now that it's spring training, a lot of the guys down in Florida don't get – I mean, a lot of them own houses like David Wright. Career Met owns a house. A lot of guys have houses down there, but a lot of the guys actually shack up together yes. and and get a rental or I don't know what the situation is with the team, but a lot of guys um, room together. So we put up a, a poll on Monday morning that said, uh, a lot of players live together during spring training. Who would you pick as your roommate? And there was four options here. Thor, Reyes, Granderson, and Nimmo. And that was on purpose. I mean, we tried to pick a diverse crew. Granderson's been around forever. Ray is a little bit more, like, wild. Um, Thor is just, like, the face of the Mets right now. And Nimmo is a guy that's coming up. A little bit more reserved. And um, you might get a little bit more sleep uh, being his roommate. So we got a quite, amount of, quite a bit of traction here. Almost 2,300 votes. And Thor got 56% of them. Granderson was second with 25%. Reyes had 10%, which was surprising to me. I thought he would have been higher. And Nimmo in last, unfortunately, with only 9%. So we got some responses here from the Twitter folk and a couple people on Facebook. So Al Dukes from uh, Boomer Carton tuned in or checked in. He said, not Noah. That deer meat he's eating is a bad scene in the shared bathroom, which I agree 100%. You don't want a roommate with a, with a bad bathroom sense. Uh, KFC from Barstool chimed in. To Al, um, got to go with Granderson. Reyes is, a, is like a small child, <laughs> and Nimmo is a little too gaudy. Um, oh, poor Nimmo. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Um, it's not everybody's thing. Yeah, so uh, the, the general, Mr. Andrew Indart, said Granderson as well. Christina, who actually has been a loyal viewer so far, our eight, eight episodes in, but she's been watching all of them. She said, Noah, no need to explain, so I think she really... Just wants to shack up. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> buy low, sell high. So we got a couple here from Facebook. Mike Jr. said, Grandy, classiest guy, not only on the Mets, but in all of baseball. Been a huge Grandy fan since the way back in the day of Detroit days. And then our buddy Michael Bauer, who uh, loves buying shots. Definitely look look for him when you're yeah. at a bar. He likes he'll, buy, shots. he'll buy you a round of shots anytime. Yeah. It's, it's so good. <laughs> Bauer's the man. Definitely find Bauer and, and he'll buy you a shot. So uh, he wrote, where is David Wright on the list? He wasn't on it. Basically, I would absolutely choose him. Nobody better to learn from about being a leader. I mean, obviously, we left. Depends. We, we Depends. left right. I mean, we couldn't, leave, we couldn't put everyone in there, but. Wright's got a baby, he's got a wife, you know, um, he's going through a lot of health issues, we're not really trying to, you know, we're not trying to think too much into this, but we, we had four guys up there. Who'd it, you vote for? Who do, I voted for Granderson. Okay. Um, now that I'm a dad, I go to sleep at like 9 o'clock. Word. And uh, I'm not trying to stay up all night, I mean, well, whatever. I mean, I'm sure if I was down there in like party mode, party atmosphere, then I would stay up a little bit later, but I think Granderson would be clean, and yeah. I've had quite a few roommate, roommates in my time. And there was nothing that got under my skin more than when I wanted to just, like, go wake up, go make, like, an egg sandwich. Yeah. And, like, every pot that I need is already dirty in the sink. So I think he would have been, he'd be a cool roommate. But also, like, he is so well-spoken and he seems like he always does the right thing. Mm -hmm. There's got to be a moment when, like, behind closed doors where he just unleashes, like, his... <laughs> where he's just like, screw this! Yeah, there's got to be a moment where, like, Grandy snaps and I'd love to be there for that. I That's funny. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, well, I voted for Noah because I feel like we're kindred spirits because he was, like, the chubby kid in high school, so was I. Uh, so, you know, like, I think that dorky sense of humor and, like, 
I could totally get in on some like Game of Thrones kind of action, you know. Like, I feel like that would Do you be think cool. He watches that, or he just embraces. No, I think he actually watches it. Like, I think that's the kind of guy. Like, I think he would be playing Magic cards in the mall right now. If it was nineteen ninety six. Like, I totally think that's the kind of guy he is. But I think my, I think a strong second choice here is Nimmo because he's like seems so fun and happy and so happy. Like, what would ever. How great would it be if you just woke up in the, like in the morning, you rolled over? That's too much sometimes, though. And there's like Brandon, like in your room. <laughs> well, maybe I'm thinking like a hotel room, kind yeah, of or like a like a college atmosphere, with like two side yeah, by yeah, side, yeah. like railroad style beds. Have you had roommates? Have you ever like before I, you moved out? Did you have roommates? I have never had a roommate because I have like a unique situation because I lived at home. And then my parents actually moved out. I didn't even move out. My parents moved to Florida. And then I bought that house. <laughs> so, like, and then when my wife and I got married, we renovated the house and made it our own. That's so, cool. like, that's kind of that I said. A lot of memories. This. Yeah, it's kind of it's cool because it's, like, something in the family. But it's actually funny. So, I've lived with my parents and I've lived with my wife and now my son. And I, it's so – I've never had to go through that. And I know myself – I'm an only child, so I know myself and I know I'd do terribly if I lived with people. Like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't go away to school. I knew that that just wasn't for I me. I lived in a lot of shared environments. If anyone's watching from back in the day, I used to bartend and we, had, we shared houses with like 20 people. It was oh, a freaking gosh. madhouse. I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world. Like, we had a great time. Yeah. But like as far as trying to get sleep or taking a shower without wearing flip-flops is like disgusting. Yeah. But I mean, great memories, but – Having roommates sometimes sucks. I went to visit my buddy at, at Potsdam uh, one time, and they had they were renting a house. It was like three of them, and this house had uh, carpet in the bathroom. Oh, it's disgusting! It was the grossest thing ever. Like, it's like having a carpet in a bar. Like Duffy's down in spring training had carpet in the bar for a little while. <sighs> It's like people dr- dropping shots, like someone fucking throws up. It stinks, dude. And every Carpet time... in a restaurant, like in a kitchen, yeah. it should never happen. In a bathroom, it should never It's disgusting. It's gross. And when Bauer's buying all the shots, he's just pouring them on the floor like a wild man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, like back in the day, though, like we, we kind of, uh, for the for the poll, we, we put current players. But we were talking through, through text, like, should we pick any, like, past players? Like, who would you want, like, back in the day? Like, who would be your roommate back in the day? I think I, there's, like, a one obvious answer, I think. Yeah. I think in, if you think in 86 team, yeah, I think you got to go kid. Because Gary Carter, who, by the way, five years ago today is the day we lost uh, Gary. So, um, you know, we're always thinking about Gary and his family. Um, I didn't realize it was today. Yeah. Yeah. February 16th, 2012. It's crazy. It's been five years already. Um, you know, uh, he seemed like the most down to earth guy on the 86 team. And if you wanted to get any sleep or you wanted to have any kind of family life at all, you would, you would pick Gary. I, one guy I would love to bunk up with would be, Oh shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. One guy I would love to, to be, I'd be, have as a roommate is Robin Ventura because he sounds like such a prankster. We heard at the Bobby clip uh, a couple of weeks ago. And that was the guy behind the the fake mustache thing. But also, he's like a like a cerebral kind of guy. He was obviously a manager in the majors, and uh, he was so instrumental in the clubhouse vibe. Um, he was the guy who brought in like Mojarize, LA woman, to the '99 team. And I read this story back. It's in the SI um, article about the greatest infield ever. That um, Robin actually one day he thought they came out flat, and he thought they came out flat, and he actually slid and sprayed dirt through the whole dugout and it's like wake up guys let's go and they came out back to one that when that yeah, game yeah. so i always thought robin be a cool guy you know, i was thinking about i was trying to think of old teams too i think benny agbiani would be a good roommate a good i just one. think he'd be like a someone keeps calling me if you're watching this and you call me i can't talk right now uh unknown number four times in a row hopefully it's nothing important but benny agbiani i think would be like a really good cook for whatever not not, not just because he's like a bigger guy but i feel like he probably oh, ate, Asian? he probably ate well and i think that we would have a lot of good meals so um, it's cool. That's like what I it. pick. But we're going to get to a couple more things, and then we're going to give you the details of how you could pick up a home run apple beanie. We have 72 available. If you're listening to this afterwards on iTunes, they're definitely sold out by now. So thanks for watching. Um, we weren't trying to string you along to watch till the end, but we are going to give you details about how you could pick one up. I'm trying to string you along a little bit. Maybe just a little bit. A little bit. But, um, but also you get something out of it. You get <laughs> to see us and hear us, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Definitely click share if you're into what, we're, what you're watching. And... Um, also, just a reminder, tomorrow tickets go up at noon for our Father's Day game at City Field. They're 70 bucks a piece. They come with the the pin, the towel. The Mets are giving away a hat that day. I don't know if it's for everyone in the ballpark or the first X amount of people. Yeah. Um, and it's 70 bucks. 
They go up at noon. We have a little over 300 available, and there's a four-ticket limit per transaction. The tickets can be found on Mets.com slash the 7 Army. If you're listening to this later, they're probably sold out by now. But um, they go up tomorrow, noon, February 17th, Mets.com slash the 7 Army. So, Although I don't want to hear any complaining, man, because the June 3rd game was sitting there. It took like three days for that one to go up. So, to- yeah, so, I mean, I hear everybody, oh, I can never get tickets, bro. Just set an alarm and go to the site, and you should have no problem. Oh, also, another thing I'm just going to mention here. Um, the way that the ticket process works on Mets.com, people can put tickets in their cart and then maybe change their mind and they, they whatever. If you go to try to buy tickets at like 1201 and they're sold out, try again. a lot of those tickets will then become back into the inventory if those people like don't buy them and the time expires, they'll go back into the inventory. So like right around like 1209, 1210, press refresh and you probably almost guarantee you're going to get in. Yeah. And, and then check out the forum like we mentioned last yeah, time. Yeah, there we have a forum as well. So if you're ever looking to go to a game... We try to keep the tickets in the family, quote-unquote, so people can't make games. They post it on the forum, and then they're just basically looking to get face value back. So moving along to our breaking news of the week. This is something that was teased about a month ago, and then yesterday it was it became official. Mm-hmm. The Mets are playing an exhibition game up at West Point, Doubleday Field, Johnson Stadium, on Friday uh, the 31st, yep. March 31st at 3 o'clock. So I personally can't go. Our buddy Media Goon, who's... Uh, not here today, but he helps us out behind the scenes. He's getting married that day. So obviously I can't make it, but people were saying um, we should do an outing. We, we totally would have if tickets would have been available to the public. I don't really know what the ticket situation is yeah. yet on this game, but I feel I would feel weird about organizing a game that I can't go to. I yeah. think it's kind of weird. So there, there won't be an outing for this, but if tickets are available for the public, I think fans are going to want to go to it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's right before opening day, so it could be a little cool little tune-up. But uh, it's definitely exciting. Obviously, the West Point game was a big success last year for Major League Baseball. And uh, and this is a cool opportunity, to, for especially for the for the Army guys, to, uh, to kind of get to play an exhibition game against Major Leaguers. So I think it's awesome. I wish they would maybe do a regular season series up there, that would I've be, never been there. I don't know what the stadium's like. I don't know what the capacity it's supposed is. Supposed to be like a cool, really like chill vibe. Like a, it's you know very small capacity. But is it like concessions and stuff? Like I'm, I'm curious what it's going to be like. I don't. I know they built the whole thing. I think just for last year, and then and now they've whatever. I don't. I don't know what state it's in right now, but I think it's cool, man. I, I would love to go and check it out. But some fans in the comments are asking if it's being televised. We have no idea. I don't really know much details about this. Again, it was only really confirmed yesterday. The Mets posted it, and then MLB retweeted it. So it's definitely out there. I think once tickets are available, um, I don't know if the Mets will sell them or or West Point will sell them, but I'm sure you'll, we'll, we'll know soon enough. Yeah, If, it, if we I, know, we'll let you know next week. But I'm sure if you're on social media, you probably have ways to figure it out before we tell you about it. But I don't think SMY um, put them up, uh, put, is going to televise it. Because don't or do? I don't think so because I think they just released their schedule and I want to say their last televised game was somewhere in the 20s. I don't, I don't know, somewhere about that. But uh, but MLB Network maybe, uh, that's possible. I Where it's an exhibition game, it's not two major league teams playing. I don't know if there are different rights to television rights where they can't broadcast it. So if I had to guess, it probably won't be televised, but... I mean, I don't know. I really well, don't who know. knows. It might even be just a military thing, like they did for um, that game last year. I don't know. I don't know. We we have no idea. So um, definitely don't sneak your way in. If if it really is a military thing, don't sneak your way in. Um, keep an eye out for ticket availability. Unfortunately, I can't go. I don't know if you're going, but I can't go. So definitely, if anyone in the army is going, definitely go. Shoot us some photos. We'll we'll uh, we'll uh, definitely retweet you. We'll be jealous that we're not there. But my buddy's getting married, so obviously that's a little bit more important. So shout out to Keith. Um, so yeah, up next is going to be what we, we try to end the show every, every week. Wow. It's a quick show. It's quick, but I it's feel a really like, quick show, but we got to do the Apple stuff. Too, we do have the so. Apple stuff as well, but we're going to do a little Facebook Q and a really quick. And then we're going to get to the Apple details and then wrap this up for the night. I this feel like a lot of people are really going to have quick. I feel like a lot of people are going to have baseball questions. Now I hope so. You know what I mean? Cranked up, you know, our first few episodes, we did the Q and a, this is obviously only episode eight. We sound like we're veterans already, but the uh, a lot of the questions are always ticket related. Yeah. Like, hey, when's this ticket going up? When's this ticket going up? Um, when are we going to this outing? Whatever. All those details are on the sevenlinearmy.com. And if you join our mailing list, I guarantee you we're not going to sell something without letting you know. So join our mailing list. You're always going to be kept in the loop. So we're going to do a little bit of Q and A here, and then tell you about the apple beanies. So we're we're going to keep you here for a little bit longer. So don't go away. Um, any questions coming up, and then either from me or Brian, 
and then we'll we'll shout you out and answer them live here on the show. But if in the meantime, I'm just gonna finish my beer. That's it. Shout out to uh, our buddy Nick Jones. Just uh, Fire Frogs, Florida Fire Frogs, just uh, Fire Frogs, <laughs> Fire Frogs. Yeah, just, buddy, he's, he's just the... unveiled their new uniforms. He's working down there, so shout out to them. Check those unis out. They just went up last night, right? Yeah, yeah. As we as we wait for questions to roll in. All right, here. so we got one here. Um, oh, we didn't actually even talk about this. Mm-hmm. Nova Syndergaard's already been named the opening day starter. I oh, think it's, yeah. it's pretty early to do that. Uh, obviously, a lot of the guys had arm issues last year, and, and so did he, you know, with, with the bone spurs. But I guess there aren't that many other options as far as, like, a slam dunk. And I don't know why. I, I don't remember them ever announcing the opening day starter this early. Yeah. Um, but, I, but TC already came out and said Noah's got the ball on opening day. And uh, someone here said, what do we think? Do you think it's going to be Noah versus Cologne on opening day? That would be pretty cool. It's Yeah, but they, I think the Braves have already announced uh, Julio Tehran for, for their opening day starter. Um, I would assume that's where they would go anyway. Because you got to remember that you're going to line up opening – your opening day starters are going to be your ones. And they're going to, for the first two, three, four times around the rotation, are going to line up against the Aces. So if the Braves go Cologne on opening day, they're going to be throwing Might Cologne – Right, they're going to be throwing Cologne or Dickey or whatever against everybody's ace for the first month of the season. Um, for the Mets, for example, that's really imperative because their whole month of April this year is against the NL East, which obviously is going to loom large down the stretch. So um, I would assume that it's going to be Tehran if they haven't announced it already. I think they have, but I, I'm pretty sure. Um, I would assume like Bart will go game two or something like that. Um, so we'll see him. So, yeah, I think that you'll see Bart in the first series. I'm fine with it. I mean, the Yankees announced uh, Tanaka yesterday, so the Mets were only a day behind the Yankees. It's early, but I think uh, opening days is usually like a ceremonial kind of thing, and um, there's nobody who earned it more last year than Noah. So oh, totally. good for him, man. So question here from Clay. I'm, I'm probably going to butcher the last name, but – Clay J. Manusi says, does David Wright start the season? I was a little bit concerned when I heard a couple days ago he hasn't thrown a ball since June. Yeah. I mean, I've seen videos of him swinging and, and, and all that, which I, I don't know why swinging would be less stress on the body than throwing a ball across the diamond, but he hasn't thrown a ball yet, so it's a little bit concerning to me. What do you think? Do you think he's going to be ready for opening day? Oh, I hope so. I mean, it's interesting because I know the reports came out that said he's open to playing first base and um, – and I think they need to find out if he can play there. Uh, we were talking to our buddy Mike the other day, and, and him and I were going back on a few things. And um, it's true that first base is much more physically taxing than anybody thinks. I heard Francesa talking about it, and it was literally the exact thing, thing I said, said eight hours earlier, which is true. You're pushing off the bag every single pitch when there's a runner on. You're coming, you're Stretch. running, you're running to the bag. Uh, from different part, uh, parts, you got to figure out how much range your second baseman has, in this case, Neil Walker. Um, and to do that on the job after you've been playing an opposite corner infield position for your, you know, basically most of your life is very difficult. Um, uh, listen, I think David, in a best-case scenario, is probably a 90-game kind of guy. And um, But I'll say this. If he's not ready for opening day, I'm fine with that as long as he's – Playing down the stretch. What I was I was listening to Frances on my drive home tonight, and what he was someone a caller actually said is it time for him just to, just to retire because I think it's like a fifty fifty crapshoot that he can that he can that he can do it. So well, I guess we'll see what happens. But the argument was if he's not going to be a starter and he's only going to play ninety or so games, or let's say they skip him every third day or whatever, if he's unavailable that day, it's just eating up a roster spot. He can't even come off the bench. So it's like is he going to come in and pinch hit and then? you know, run the bases, like, who knows? So it's... But it's, is, is David Wright... The question is, is David Wright, first of all, better than the bench option you would sign with whatever the whatever you would do with the money, let's say? First of all, you can't make up a guy's mind for him. Uh, he knows his body better than anybody. He knows if he's got something left to give. He feels he does, and he's earned the right to prove that. I agree. Um, and the second, you know, and obviously there's a huge amount of money on the table, too. Uh, if he retires, he's not going to collect that money. So it's one thing to say the guy should retire. It's like, yeah, well, then you throw away 45 or $50 million or whatever it is. Um, and also, don't forget, this is something this guy's been doing for his whole life and loves. And he wants to win a championship and bring a championship to Queens. 
I think that two things. David is invaluable as a clubhouse leader. I mean, the guy just there in the clubhouse and being the uh, kind of example you want to set for younger players and veterans alike, I think that's important. Um, and two, yeah, you know what? I trust David Wright more in a big pinch hitting spot than I would, uh, no offense, like TJ Rivera or something like that. You know, it's David Wright. So if he's healthy and he feel like it feels like he can contribute, then yeah, he should he shouldn't retire. He'll retire when it's ready. He's always done what's right for the Mets organization, and uh, and this is not a selfish guy. So he'll he'll do what's best for the team, um, and he gets to make that determination. Shout out to Joe, the graphics joker. He actually just wrote in the comments. He's he, His wife is expecting any day now, and he wants to know if we're coming out with any new kid stuff, which we actually are. I put it up on Twitter a few days ago. Yeah, so From infants to youth large, we have uh, the Sunline Army t-shirts coming out. They're orange, and uh, we don't make our jerseys in youth. So if you want to pick up a shirt for your kid to bring them to a game, this might be a good option for you. So definitely keep keep an eye on our website. Again, join our mailing list. We always keep everyone in the loop. If you go to the Sunline.com, there's a pop-up with our buddy Salazar's face on it with his hands up. And there's a box there where you can enter your email address. So we always keep everyone in the loop. And uh, the down since 2017 onesies will also be back. So keep your eye out for that. We're, we're extremely busy in the warehouse right now. And we're, we're, doing, it, we're, we're doing as much as we can every day to get, to get the website back stocked before the season starts. So um, someone here is asking about the zip-ups. Uh, that's what we're working on every day. He's wearing the old version of it. But the State True zip-ups and the uh, 126th Street zip-ups and the pullovers and also the Roosevelt jacket, the black body with the camo sleeves. We should be picking those up like tomorrow. Nice. So maybe next week. So stay tuned. A lot of stuff's going on right now. Um, if we don't have any other comments here, we're going to talk about the home run apple beanie. But one more question. Um, over, under on wins. What do you, it's kind of a little too early to predict, yeah, predict wins, but what do you think? Well, we're gonna over do, 90, under 90, what do you think? We're going to do – I think we should just save predictions because – for two reasons. One, because we got to do something right before opening day, and I think that's the best time to do predictions. And two, because we got to see how healthy they get through spring training and how healthy everybody gets through. You know, uh, Max Scherzer might miss opening day already um, with his ring finger thing he's got going on. Strasburg's coming back from major injury. So how good the Nationals are going to affect how good the Mets are and, you know, vice versa. So – I think we should save that one. Yeah, all right. I mean, uh, TC also said there's going to be, you know, it's basically open audition now for the fifth spot. Fifth spot. It's yeah. not Wheeler's job. It's it's going to be Wheeler Lugo or Gaselman. I finally got the name right. Got eight it. episodes in. Um, but now, like I talked about a little bit earlier in the show, Wheeler's already experiencing a little bit of, of elbow tenderness, but they were saying that maybe um, – it might have some like scar tissue. This is what this is what Dan Worthen said. It might be some scar tissue that's just breaking away, mm-hmm. and that's what he's feeling. But who knows? I, I fingers are crossed. I'm I a Wheeler guy. I'm excited for him to be back. And yeah. like I like the I like his attitude right now. He's he's got some swag. He's like I want to be part of this team and like dominate and crush crush yeah. teams or whatever he said like destroy teams. Good for him. And I agree that it's it probably is scar tissue. I'm not a at all a doctor, but um, having you know experience throwing and all that stuff usually you don't feel great on february Wait, first whatever, day back yeah 16th so i mean give this guy a little bit of time i know mets fans are really really anxious about um zach obviously but uh give him some time i think he's gonna be okay and if he's healthy i think he's the fifth starter for sure um and that being said i don't necessarily know that that means lugo and gasselman go to the bullpen because theoretically i mean can they do the swingman thing? Can they come in and get outs for a couple – for about one or two outs and go back-to-back days? I mean, that's I not know, something man. that's easy to do. You know, whatever they come up with, the guys just got to be on board with it because last year there was too much fuss about six-man rotation and Harvey wasn't happy with it and then he ended up being hurt anyway. So, like, whatever the plan is to get these guys out there and just get us to the holy grail of the World Series again, I'm down with And I think all, the whole team should be on board with it. Um, we're stacked. We're ready to go. I'm excited. Spring training is here. Dude. I'm just like, I like watching the videos every day of what's going on down there. I'm not there yet. I mean, our friend Matt Cerrone's there. He's got, he's been doing a lot of stuff on his uh, Instagram, like the stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of stuff's going on there. So I'm, I'm jealous of our friends that are there already, but we'll be down there soon enough. So moving along to the home and apple beanie. Hopefully this isn't the only reason you're watching the show, but I don't understand how and why this hat is as popular as it is. I'm not mad about it. I'm excited about it, but we first ordered 
if you notice the pom poms away because yeah, it's pom. green. But uh, we first ordered 800 on the first batch, and I was nervous that they weren't going to sell out, and they sold out really quick. So I ordered 800 again. I didn't really have enough time to do a presale. I did 800 again. They sold out right away, and then we ordered 3,000. They came in August, and no sold out. Then we did another 3,000 right before the holidays, and no sold out. So we saved 72 we were, the plan was to do a pop-up shop where we we're going to basically drop a pin in like a park and sell them somewhere in public and it just never happened so we have 72 left and for watching the show we wanted to honor our your loyalty or is that is the right, right yeah, word yeah your honor loyalty. your loyalty for watching and give you a really good shot at picking them up so there are 226 people watching the show right now we have 72 hats that are available for sale that will ship immediately and it is about 651 right now and if you're listening to this afterwards it definitely sold out but give me a second here they are available right now on the sevenline.com go to the sevenline.com right now 72 hats are available while supplies last and it feels so powerful. We will. I just pushed the Woo! button. You see that, that? That was like pushing God the button. God damn. That was like a turn on. I used to get so mm. nervous back in the day when we post uh, outings. And I would push the button. And I'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe like, we just posted opening day. And I'm like sitting there stressing out. Like I, I used to have like a stopwatch. Yeah. Like that would count down to like, all right, 8 o'clock. Boom. Push the button. And yeah. then like the website would crash or whatever would happen. So thanks to the Mets right now for handling our ticket sales on their website. But they're available right now while supplies last. If you're listening to this afterwards, they're definitely sold out. But if you're watching this right now, go buy a hat and we'll ship it tomorrow to wherever the hell you live. So thanks for watching. Episode 8 in the books. You got to say anything? No, thanks for watching, guys. Uh, next week we'll be back with uh, – we're cranking on towards opening uh, – towards spring training. Uh, you go, you guys go down the 11th, right? That's the hour. Yeah, we'll day. be down there next month. I mean some of our friends are going down for opening day, which is the 25th of this month. Um, wow, it's only – Nine days away. Yeah, but the um, the outing's next month. And um, besides that, we're just trying to, to to bring some more content to you guys each week. If you follow me on, on Twitter, I actually posted a photo last night of all the new goodies that we bought for the show. So we, we actually bought a, a real computer that's going to handle the, the streaming. We got a new camera. We got a mixer. We got microphones. We got, we got a whole bunch of good stuff coming. So hopefully by next week, the show will be a little even more streamlined and clean and professional than we think it already is it's kind of rigged right now but thanks for watching guys episode nine coming next thursday if you're looking to get an apple beanie they might be sold out already if not go to the and pick one up anything else you want to say share subscribe do the good thing humanoids i'm just gonna drink this beer really quick and then turn this off turn it off you're gonna drink the whole thing now you're dribbling all over yourself you're a mess <laughs> you're a mess <laughs> see you guys